As a driven dentist, you see the world differently. Where some see scarcity, you see abundance. When others want to give up, you keep going. You're building an amazing life of significance. That means you can't rely on ordinary advice from ordinary advisors to get to your goals. You want advice that's going to help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and make your dent in the universe. But the fact is, this advice remains hidden because relatively few professionals are well-versed in them, and the extremely affluent don't care to let you know about them. Join us as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families. Welcome to Dental Wealth Nation. Here's your host, Tim McNeely. Hey, hey, welcome everyone. So excited to have you. We the people, you hear that all the time, but what about we the family? And why does it matter so much? Well, today, that's what we're going to dive into. We're going to share with you some of the, the, the secrets that family offices use, some of the wealthiest families, and we want to bring them down to you so you can implement them in your family, build an amazing life of significance, take even better care of the people you love, support the causes you care about, and really make the difference in the world that you're looking to. So how do you do that, right? We, the family, the benefits of a family constitution. Well, what's a family constitution? Why does it matter? Why should you consider doing this? Well, a family constitution, it, it really is a, it, it's a key goal that can help you prevent conflict that so often tear families apart, right? Wealth creates problems. And so often families can be torn apart by wealth. You, you see it all the time, big celebrity families. And, and I don't want that to happen to you. So family constitution is really a key goal. And your family's values, their ideology, the objectives, those are things you can spell out in a family constitution. And, and oftentimes families, they may use facilitators to help them work through some of the emotional issues and things that are attached to the family finances, right? Wealth and family, such a tricky, tricky mix. Affluent families, you've achieved great things, but you have a shared vision for your family. And if you don't approach this right, you can have some resentment, you can have some rifts that can form and really damage your family and the financial position that you've worked so hard to achieve. Wealthy families, as they grow and expand over time, one big issue is how do you keep all the shared capital together, right? Do you want to commingle things? Do you want to do multi-generational trust? And some member, family members, they may feel wronged if you don't do things in a way that they think you should do this. And, and that's where a family constitution can really come in, is that it can help you avoid some very painful outcomes. And it can help you encourage to build family harmony when you, can, when you consider and you build a family constitution. So how do we do this? How can it add to that facility? facilitating of family harmony. Well, a family constitution, it can be an effective tool for you to use for helping you dodge some serious consequences and facilitating agreement among the different family members that you have. Oftentimes, a family constitution can really lay out the future directions and actions that your family intends to take, right? Family constitutions, they're recognized that, you know, there, there really is a need to, to spell out your values, your goals, and your long-term intent for the capital you've worked so hard to create. And doing that can really help facilitate family 
harmony. So how do you draft an effective constitution? What are some elements that you might consider if you want to put one of these together? Well, a family constitution should, among other things, really help you and your family equitably address issues around your wealth. It may include things like your operating business or property, or maybe you've built up an art collection or a car collection, right? How do you address those things as well as your invested wealth and other savings? Specifically, some issues you may want to consider in a family constitution is how is the wealth that you've built? How is that used by your family members? Is it going to be used for education? Are you going to use it to help fund businesses or help maybe your kids acquire a first home, right? How do you envision that capital being used? Is it going to be used to take family trips or you're just going to dole it out for whatever reasons come along? So, right, family constitution can really help spell those out. Secondly, you might want to look at, are there any limits on how the wealth is spent, invested, or donated? Maybe you don't want your kids giving to make America great again. Or maybe you do, right? That's your choice, not theirs. And, and once again, you know, spelling out how you envision the funds being used. Maybe you have a political party you support. Maybe you don't. Maybe there's charities you support and other ones you wouldn't feel okay with, right? So having that family constitution can really spell out how that wealth can be invested and used. Next, you want to consider who's going to make those decisions and how are those decisions actually made, how family members can provide impact or input on the decision making around the distribution of wealth. And then lastly, you may want to consider how family members are prepared to really pass on your family values and manage your family wealth. And, and in developing this family constitution, you really want to consider consensus among the different family members, the different generations, because if you can reach broad-based agreements, if you don't do that, your family constitution won't ever be written. You really do have to come to some broad agreements across all parties. In general, a family constitution, there's going to be three sections. And I'm happy to send you a special report on family constitutions. If you're interested in this, just put a, a link in the comments to say, hey, send me the report. I'll shoot it to you. Happy to get you this to you. And we really spell these out. But the first key section is who's defined as family, right? Is it spouses? Is it kids? grandkids, right? Nieces, nephews, who's involved in the family? For example, some families specifically choose to exclude those who marry into the family. Then next, you want to look at what's the ideology of the family, right? You really want to spell out what you stand for. What are your values? What are your objectives? What are you trying to achieve? And then lastly, you want to address reasons for staying together, right? Why, why is this, why does it matter? Is your capital more powerful together or separated, right? Factors such as love, concern, along with other financial considerations can really be part of this section. The next thing you may want to consider is opting out, right? You may have some family members that just choose not to participate in the family constitution that you're putting together. The reasons vary, but sometimes people may say it is a waste of time or, or unnecessary. They may say, oh, it's not viable. We don't need this to keep the family together. Or they may say, oh, this is just too simplistic. It's not going to help address our serious problems. Or there's also a potential to unearth family secrets, and sometimes those can be painful. So there's many reasons that family members may choose to, to opt out. But once again, if you have a process, a methodology as how this opt-out process works, it can really help going a long way. Now, you got to remember, unless the family constitution is actually a legal document and tied to the legal structure, the family members, they're not going to be bound by this. It really is for you to help communicate your values, your goals, and what you're trying to achieve. So how do you get help if you want to consider this? Well, 
you really have to start with the family. And many families will use a facilitator to help them work through the, the issues, the relational issues that are there, the emotional issues that can be so attached to the different financial issues. Oftentimes, conversations around money, if you've ever had them, you know they can get very, very intense, especially as they start to overlap with family history and different things that exist, right? Social, political differences, they can also make conversations around money really, really complicated. And using that neutral third party can help keep some of those tensions and bays and help you keep your family members focused on the bigger agenda instead of getting angry. And, and really, family constitution, this is an option for many, many families out there, right? It can help you really memorialize your values, your principles, what's important to you. It can help you establish some checks and balances against the different issues as well as a way to address conflicts and communication pro protocols. It can also help promote accountability of family members, right? If you've spelled out how you want your capital, how you want your wealth to be used, it can really help with that accountability piece. And it can help set expectations. So if all of a sudden a family member approaches you and says, hey, I need a loan for a business, you can say, well, that's not in our family constitution. We've never talked about this. So once again, very, very powerful for helping you manage your wealth. And it can really help your family respond to all the changes that, that are out there. So among the super rich, family constitutions, they've been used for a long, long time. However, these documents, this process can be highly effective for you and your family, even if you're not a multi-billionaire, right? It can really help whether you got a million dollars, $10 million, or $1. It can help with the communication among your family, and it truly is an option that can help. And so, you know, I want you to consider this. I want you to look at you know, putting together a family constitution because it can really help your family grow. It can help bring harmony and it can be an effective tool in managing your wealth. So I hope you found this helpful. Once again, don't just listen to these, get out there, implement them. And if you implement these, if you sit down with your family, and even if you don't end up with a full-blown document, that's a family constitution. If you just have some of these conversations with your kids, with the, the spouses of your kids, with the grandchildren, with your kids, you're going to have a much more powerful family because you're going to be bringing to light issues and challenges, and you're going to just have a much more cohesive family because you're willing to have some hard discussions around money. I'm Tim McNeely. I'm in your corner. Now, until then, get out there and make it a great day. You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Join us next time as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families and help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love. Till next time, make sure to hit the website at DentalWealthNation.com. 